0: I am C-3PO, Human-Cyborg Relations. Welcome aboard the Star Speeder 3000. I'm
1: um, sorry for the holdup, folks. There seems to be a slow-moving train up ahead, so we gotta sit here for a spell. Ladies and gentlemen, the
2: presidents
0: of the United States, George Washington, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson. W -W Radio, your
3: information station. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the W.W. Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangiello, and this is show number 572. And I'm here once again, not only to help you have the best possible vacation experience when you go to the Disney parks, but I also want to bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are with the podcast videos, live broadcasts on Facebook every Wednesday night, books, blog, special events, and more. Whether it's your first time visiting the parks or you've been hundreds of times, if you're planning a vacation or love the history, secrets, details, and stories, there's something here for you because each week I'm going to take you from the parks to the screens and everything in between. And if you're a new listener, welcome, thank you. Please go back and check out some or all the past episodes for interviews, top tens, and more. You can subscribe to the podcast in iTunes and find everything else at www.radio.com. The wait is over, and it was so well worth it. Rise of the Resistance opened in Galaxy's Edge and Walt Disney World on December 5th, and will open in Disneyland on January 17th, 2020. This week, we react, review, and discuss the attraction just moments after having taken our first ride, with no spoilers, but an in-depth look at the storytelling technology emotions and where this fits among the best of the best of Disney theme park attractions worldwide. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week, and I'll pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Galaxy's Edge Disney prize package. Then stay tuned to the end of the show as I'll have more information about upcoming WW Radio events, meets of the month, marathon weekend, your voicemails, and more. So sit back, relax, And enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. Bright suns, literally, from Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. We are here for the rise we're on the riser of the resistance for star wars rise of the resistance a special sneak peek We have a lot to talk about today in a again a very special location overlooking uh the black spire outpost here on a beautiful day in batu the night before the afternoon before rise of the resistance is going to open officially to the public tomorrow morning getting that sneak peek was really something special today uh, a great opportunity hi um of course i could not would not do this and be here by myself and just so you know i i i'm going to tread lightly because as much as i want to share with you everything about rise of resistance i can't i won't do that because i don't want to spoil for you uh because for me i made a very deliberate choice not to spoil i didn't look at any photos videos before I was able to uh, see it with my own eyes so it might be a slightly spoiler ish but uh, not going to be too much and of course I could not do this uh, because it's not as much fun if you don't do it without friends and family so today because I'm basically dad of the year I said, son, you're not going to school, you're coming to Batu, So I brought along this guy.
2: To hold all of his bags.
3: To hold all my bags, right. He is working, he's been helping me uh, le- learning videography duties. Videography,
2: socializing, architecture. <laughs>
3: yes. A little bit of imagineering mm-hmm. uh, that you might be learning as well. This, of course, is Nicholas Mangello. I made him myself. I had a little bit of help, but <laughs> I made him all by myself. First things first, how many times did you text me and call me yesterday? Just 708 begging? times. That's, that's not even an exaggeration. And uh, I was able to, Disney is a place where dreams come true. Was able it's to truly a in.
2: magical place.
3: How excited were you for the opportunity I, to come here today?
2: I was jumping for everything. It was, I was so insane. When I heard, I was like, oh my God, oh my God.
3: So Nicholas, when I don't buy you a car, I want you to remember this moment, and the gift this that you were given. This is better
2: giving. than a car.
3: I've got that on video, and I am never, ever, ever going to delete it. Uh, and of course, you know, when you come to a place like Batu, when you think of Star Wars, you don't just think of scoundrels, and Wookiees and Greedos, and Ewoks, but there's also, look, no great story doesn't have a princess and why should today be any different because of course Princess Becky Menken just showed up I don't even know how thank she you, got here thank, but she's right there. Thank you right Nicholas
0: there. for being really nice today. You literally just
3: pushed Nicholas no, away. He's, look I
0: was trying to hug
3: him. <laughs> she literally I went, did not. Okay Nicholas and you're done.
0: We have that on camera.
3: We have that on we video too. Again some of the amazing things we get to do together <laughs> no. but wait there's more because as much of a Star Wars fan enthusiast, dare I say, nerd, that I am, we needed to take the nerd quotient to a whole different level. And that's why, for the first time, no, yes, we've done stuff together. It's Ryan Dadajo from the Forcecast, the Force.net, all kinds of Forcey goodness. We can all get in here together. Absolutely, There's room for everyone. Come on in.
0: Short guys in the
3: front, there you go. And by short guys, I, I mean me let's do the bowling team stand no don't do that let's 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 turn this way a little bit just so we don't get that sun directly in everybody's eyes here there are literally three suns here in batu and they are shining brightly today uh, as they should because it is uh, a sneak peek at rise of resistance now as you know um, this is opening here at walt disney world first it doesn't open in disneyland until Uh, January of next year so things are sort of flipped you know Disneyland's Galaxy's Edge open first we get rise first and so there's been a lot of excitement and buzz especially here on the Walt Disney World side of things waiting for this to open and as I try and explain to my children my wife Becky Brian sometimes too the best things in life are worth waiting for and Rise of the Resistance IMHO, in my humble opinion, is I think what the kids still say, was absolutely worth the wait. So I want to sort of go down the line and then I'll share my thoughts. So, Nicholas, because I think your excitement quotient was literally like (laughs) off the charts, past 11 all the way to 12. Spoiler free, as much as you can be, share your thoughts, your initial thoughts. And think about that the first time. We've ridden three times. Think about the first time you, rose, you rode Rise of the Resistance and give us your thoughts.
2: You can't describe it in words. Like, it feels like my dad kept saying all this time how when he came out of the first Star Wars movie, like, he was changed forever. Like, it was insane, it was crazy. That's what Rise of the Resistance is to me. Like, it's insane. You're in a Star Wars movie. I know you say that about Star Tours and Smuggler's Run, but this, you're really in a Star Wars movie. And when you get off it, you just want to go again and again, because like, oh, how did they do that? How did they do that? Oh, my gosh, that's so big. But it's insane. The best Star Wars thing you could do, period, and maybe the best attraction.
3: So, uh, first of all, especially just standing near the Star Wars nerd, saying it's the best <laughs> Star Wars thing ever, we'll see if that holds to... His Star Wars barometer, um, uh, but I think you hit on a couple of important points. One, the attraction is full of surprises, and I again, I'll I'll go last. But I sat literally mouth agape, and then the first time, you wrote. He was almost in,
2: in tears. No,
3: I wasn't tears. I just tried to hide it from you, so I so you wouldn't think less of me as a man. But uh, fine, I there was the seat. Look, we know that there's ad ads in there. The, the first time I saw. The the bridge of the Star Destroyer, I was silent. I was in a room of ten people and we was dead silent, and I was not when I saw the Adats and the way you sort of moved through that room, I cried at the same time as the way I saw the Falcon. So your face was the same. I looked over at you and your mouth was wide
0: open. Uh, I Still can't wrap my brain around what we have experienced, and I've only been on it twice now. But there's so many elements. I don't think you could write it 50 times and see everything. I think there's so many different scenes and effects, and um, it's so hard to put in words without spoiling it. That's and what and it where you too. sit affects it what does. you see. Yeah, it really does because there was a, a point where I was on the edge on one, and in the middle on another, and I. Was able to capture little glimpses of, of the story in different locations, but the one thing I love, and I know that everyone who knows that it it's trackless, is that you don't, you can't look down and see where you're going next. So it really is a surprise as that that car is going to turn or something's going to happen. You, you don't anticipate it, which makes it even more fun and exhilarating.
3: Right. I think that's one of the things. You know, we we I think we talk about that in places like Mystic Manor, even like Winnie the Pooh, when it is a trackless system. It's unlike some of the other uh, earlier Walt Disney World or Disneyland attractions where you sort of know where you're going to be progressing through the room next, right, the Imagineers are producers and directors by sort of guiding where your vision needs to go here, it really happens in 360 degrees around you and it's a multi, again, without spoiling, it's a multi-sensory experience as well.
1: Yeah, I said this and, and Nicholas said it and I agree with him. If you could pick one Star Wars experience to do one more time for the rest of your life, it's this. This is the greatest Star Wars thing I've ever done. Talk about it every week, I've seen every movie, every cartoon episode, I've been on every ride. What they accomplished here is unlike anything else. If the goal of Batuu, Galaxy's Edge, Star Tours, any of it is to put you into Star Wars, even more than this land, even more than Smuggler's Run, they take you into Star Wars, into a Star Wars movie. Everywhere you look, there's action, there's a clear story, characters, effects. I've just got to say that I couldn't believe the first time. We've kept, we kept hearing about it. We kept hearing about it. They've shown us little sneak peeks, but nothing prepared me for this morning when I got off and I just couldn't believe that. I think that's, everyone agrees. You just can't believe what you saw. And it's, a good length enough to where it feels like you're on a journey yeah. and not a journey to grandma's house where you wonder when it's over. <laughs> this is a journey. It's like going through a movie. It's going through a 20, 25 minute and it,
3: movie. And it's a three act play. I mean, there are multiple as there, there's there's levels to the experience too. I think the queue sort of helps to set the stage and then look, even again, without giving it away, but when you see Ray in the cue, you're, there's that how do they do that kind of how moment. Do do yeah. The second seeing the second act, when you journey to the bridge of the Star Destroyer, that can be an attraction in and of itself. And having ridden it three times, I was looking forward one time, I was looking back another, I was sort of my head on a swivel a third you can time. You
2: look up and you'll see some. Light.
3: And then when you get to the bridge of the Star Destroyer, what I love is that you set your own pace. You are not sort of rushed. You can spend as much or as little time on the bridge as you will like. And I'll tell you the first time you're there, here they go, the first time <laughs> you're there, you're gonna wanna spend some time. And then there's that third act, actual ride, which is a, rel- it felt like it took a very long time. I saw Ryan and I think a few other people asked about the drop. The drop is almost a bit of a misnomer, right? If you're thinking Tower of Terror, if you're thinking Guardians of the Galaxy, it's not at all. It's more like you sort of fell off your seat. Like it's a very, very short, a very inconsequential drop. And I say that being considerate of people that may have motion sensitivity issues at all, that is really not um, an issue at all.
0: It's not. This is one of those rides that don't be scared of that. Don't think that, oh my gosh, I can't ride Terror of Terror so I can't do this. Nothing near it. One thing I am very impressed with too, from a non-spoiler perspective, is that you don't have to be a huge Star Wars geek to really enjoy this attraction because you can you know the story you don't even have to probably have seen a movie too much about the story to enjoy the attraction because all of its and all the, um, uh, the effects are going on around you you're gonna really get into the attraction if you know anything about
1: stores or not yeah that's the thing As Disney fans we all, we all know the different categories of rides right some people say a screen ride a dark ride uh, you know just a walkthrough attraction this is literally all of that into one every Disney attraction that you can think of, they put an element of it in this. Where yes, there are some screen elements. Yes, it is like a dark ride at times because you're moving slowly through a set as you look around. There's thrills in the in the you mentioned the drop. The drop. A lot of times when you have a drop, attractions will lead up to it. That's that the drop is the is the payoff. Here, it's a drop and then you're on to the next thing. So it's, it's if you're scared of drops or there's thrills where you're definitely thrilled and you're you're having a great time and it's an adventure. But you sort of get everything you could ever want in a Disney attraction. When Lou and I talked about it, I said I honestly don't know where they go from here. Yeah. How do they top this? It's 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 hard to put into words, but it's I can I just still cannot believe what I saw. I'm going to keep telling everybody. And
3: the details. I'm sorry. The, some of the details. So you talked about um, uh, seeing some characters on on that are projections, but the details matter. So I noticed the second time I wrote it, there is what appears to be a screen of some of the bad guys, it's Kylo Ren. But you see their shadows up on the walls and the ceiling because the light that would be behind them is projected. So the fact that they are were, were so cognizant to make you sort of suspend your disbelief. And then even in that room, how you progress from scene to scene is Insane. brilliant. It's brilliant. <laughs> and you walk in that it room is. for the first time and you don't know how
0: that transition's going to take place.
3: It's,
2: you could be sitting there and then just out of nowhere, it'll just
0: open up your legs. And there's oh, there's some attractions where you've got that one moment that the oxygen comes out of the room. In this one, I think there's like four or five where you, you just cannot believe what you're seeing and experiencing. The, you know, we were
3: talking earlier about, you know, where does this rank in terms of Disney theme park attractions and, and Shanghai Pirates came up and Mystic Manor and some of the other groundbreaking attraction comes up you know I think about that at room and again I don't want to give anything away because I want you to be surprised and where you sit will affect what happens yeah. in there but it is remarkable how I want to say this delicately <laughs> how the attraction takes place when I say in three in three dimensions I don't just mean that there's a sort of a building facade, that there's a flat facade. I mean, you sort of travel through the attraction both horizontally as well as vertically, and that was the, what, just like, are you kidding me, moment that when it happened.
2: It's insane. Some of the effects that they pull off in there are...
0: Technology. Yeah.
2: (laughs) And you think the technology, this is good, just wait until Avengers campus.
3: Right, so that's what we start talking about, right, is you said, where do they go next? And that's what we said when they opened up Flight of Passage. Right? And where do they go next? Well, they, they go to here. Where is this going to? is this technology? And it's it's not even the technology that does it. It's a story. It's the way the storytelling is done that makes this attraction remarkable. Again, even if you don't have a connection to Star Wars, much the same way I don't have a connection to Pandora and uh, what's it called, Avatar. Um, <laughs> Exactly. Wherever you are in your sort of force fandom, you will enjoy this attraction.
1: This the best way I can describe it is if they were to t- if if the director, so JJ Abrams in episode 9, if he if he wanted the best way for you to experience his movie, he would pick you up and he would just place you in the movie and allow you to experience it that way. That's exactly what happens here. They pick you up, they place you in a Star Wars movie, and Lou mentioned it where the way that the vehicle moves, they, there's sort of a director where they're directing and say, "Okay, here's this scene." The best part, and Becky mentioned like taking your breath away, is one of the best parts of the attraction is the reveals. So when you get revealed to the Star Destroyer hangar, as soon as it opens you just can't breathe. <laughs> when you get revealed to the AT-AT room, I'm not going to spoil how you get to all these, but there are multiple rooms and experiences where they sort of, it's not a long, but they just have this little bit of anticipation building as you start to see a door open or you start to see an effect that's going to lead you to the next scene. You know you're sort of on the edge of your seat your eyes get big and then it's silent they do it very silently when they when they bring you into rooms because there's star wars music there's blasters there's lightsabers there's all sorts of action but in the reveal moments they make it nice and quiet so as you're pulling in you just you just cannot believe what you're looking at and you want to ride it a hundred times because every time i'm riding i'm like all right i'm going to focus on this and this and this and there's still more i've been on it four times still more that i've not seen and just, it just has to be experienced. I don't think a ride video or any sort of video is gonna do it justice. Do not
3: watch, watch ride games. videos, Please, except don't. when I post mine, then no. watch it and share it everywhere. But
0: this is definitely one of those that you yeah. have to experience with your do own not. eyes. Don't spoil the end game, yeah Don't
3: spoil it. And the other thing. thing too, we were talking about sort of the, the storytelling, the, the manner of the storytelling, they do it by combining all of the storytelling attraction elements. So it is part walkthrough attraction. It's part classic dark ride attraction. It's part thrill ride. And again, it's I-
2: everything. And when
3: I say thrill ride, it is not even near a Tower of Terror type of drop or effect. I think what they wanted to do with this attraction was make it accessible. And I mean accessible, not just in terms of guests who can board and ride, but guess who are or maybe not too familiar with the Star Wars franchise? Look, I, you know, I've said all the time that the last few movies, my, my fandom has somewhat declined a little bit. You ride Rise of Resistance, it doesn't matter anymore. Like, you're back in, you're all in once again, and you don't need to know. You know who the good guys are, you know yeah. who the bad guys are. You're able to enjoy it, even on sort of that base level. Yeah,
1: There, there is no prior knowledge. They lay out, the way they lay out the story of the attraction I think it's close to unlike any other because a lot of them there's still uh, an ambiguous part of it where you have to kind of know a little bit more, okay? You know, the Imagineers, there's always a story to stuff, even if you don't know. Lou always talks about there's no book of Imagineering, but this one, they lay the story out so well for those who could be 85 and have never seen a Star Wars movie or five and have never seen a Star Wars movie. Here's the good guys, here's the bad guys, and here's a thrilling mission that anyone can enjoy whether you're a star wars fan or not if you're just a disney parks fan yeah. if especially if you're a fan of imagineering and disney taking it to the next level this is you know and we talk about avengers campus i would like <laughs> to see what they could possibly do because this is one of those things where i think we might be looking at the future of storytelling i think this could be a way for disney to start telling stories where it's a movie it's 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 a it's a, con- it's a confined story but it's in 360 degrees and you're on a movie set basically, but it's it's not the movie set, is like Lou said, there's, a lot of those are facades a lot of those, you turn around behind it and there's nothing there we were looking in the queue for a facade, we were looking can we see any wires, can we see anything that looks, We well, couldn't find anything everything is fully fleshed out and built and everywhere you look, every cast member is in character, yeah. every wall is fully built out, every light is on everything looks like, you cannot look anywhere in the attraction once you start and see anything that makes you believe that you're not actually in the store
3: well, that's, I mean, that's Galaxy's Edge itself, right? You walk through that portal and you literally are transported off planet. So Star Wars doesn't exist here, right? Cast members don't exist here. Everyone here has a story, right? We talked to somebody today who grew up on Batuu and she had her old backstory. That attraction does that same way. There is no sort of moment when I'm now on the attraction, I'm now on the—I'm now in a theme park. No, when you're in a Galaxy's Edge, you are immersed you know you were completely sort of enveloped in the star wars uh
2: um, Bubble is like or... an attraction in and of itself right. like. and i
3: we say that that the land clearly is is the attraction i mean this is just sort of the icing on oh yeah. so very delicious cake by the way it's um, amazing but
0: but i think that um the way that the cast members are interacting with people really puts you into that story as well. I mean, you're not just going through it, you are part of that story. And again, not to spoil anything, but you really become part of that story that can become intimidating at some points.
1: That's what I was gonna say. I thought Becky was gonna have to save Lou from the First Order (laughs) at one point because Lou had just asked a simple question and the First Order officer wasn't having any of it sort of got into his face a little
0: bit i've learned a few tricks
1: yeah
3: so so what i found out is there is no mess hall on the star destroyer (laughs) they don't want you asking i mean that wasn't my question but um nicholas what are you going to say Uh, um so the other thing i felt too was i think they they did a, a very smart in terms of the ride vehicle itself so the ride vehicle has i mean it's sort of a there are four, there's four person per row, there's two rows, so there's eight people per vehicle that they the vehicles sort of come together and split apart. And you have an R5 unit um, who was sort of your, your pilot uh, taking you through the attraction. I never felt, I don't know how to describe it. I felt like I was the only person in that car, that the story was happening only for me, that it was a first person perspective until I sort of drew my eyes just to see how they were reacting, and I love that that sort of sensation. That while it was happening, you know, in a hundred, almost well, nearly 270 degrees, that I could sort of see from the periphery at once. All I saw was sort of me in that experience. Does that make any sense yeah. yes. to you? You know, as opposed Absolutely. to riding in the great movie ride, or yeah. where you're surrounded by people, you are living your personal. Star Wars story.
1: Well, I'll give you an example. Star, both Star Tours and Smuggler's Run can be very dependent on the folks that you're with. Right. Uh, Star Tours holds 40 people, and everyone's screaming at everything. <laughs> the music and the the audio is unlike any other because it plays. John Williams is playing your your ride out. But also, like Lou said, I don't pay. I, nobody else can affect what I'm doing. Like I got you know somebody can be screaming or yelling or gasping, but you don't really hear it. It's it's that's what makes you feel like this is the most immersive is a fun word that we like to use when talking about disney but i just i cannot name anything else that is as immersive as this because there's always something you you can say right. i don't have anything where i can say well but if you know it's there is no but if here. and
0: i like the way that they played with sound because it's not like you do get music at some points but some points it's not you get Silence to build up yeah, the anticipation just of what's like, going to be around the corner. What's happening? Yeah. Like so it, or... it feels real. It doesn't feel like you're in an attraction. Or, like, or oh. being destroyed
2: like screaming because you got a <laughs> <Yeah>. shot at. <laughs> right.
3: But so you mentioned the blasters. Like how, the, how? there there is blaster how? fire yeah. that takes place in that attraction, and you're like, what? Ju- what did I just <laughs> you know, see? It affects
2: the stuff around you. You see the mark. Like. There was no mark there before. You look back and there is no CGI going yeah. on there. <laughs> no. it's, um, they
3: can't CGI that. <laughs> Again, it's it's not so much so that it's dependent on new technology as it is. Look, the core of what Disney does, I, I'm going to keep going back to this, is the way they are able to tell a story and to emotionally bring you into it. right? I, look, you know, it's not the first time... I've walked onto a Disney attraction, and I became emotional. I became emotional the first time I saw the Falcon because I was nine-year-old Lou Mangiello. I said it to you when we were talking earlier. By the way, you have to go and download this podcast. because It's really awesome. Uh, it's The Force Cast. We were talking earlier. When I saw the ADAT room, this is gonna sound stupid. Like, for a minute, like, it was all frozen for me. I'm gonna cry again. And it's 1980, and I'm laying on the floor in my basement with my brother, and we have our Adat walkers and our snow troopers and I'm laying down because I want to sort of look, you know, like from the perspective of the action figures and I'm living out that adventure like I'm Luke Skywalker. And that's sort of what I felt. I was like, oh, like I'm here. And dude, when we say that they're real at, those are full size Adat walkers. It's yeah. not projections. It's not a screen. Like you were in a room with two giant metal donkeys. And, and they're <laughs> Yes. Our it's, balloon was much smaller, apparently. <laughs> and you, so so basically there are, like many attractions, when you queue, they'll ask how many people are in your party, and you'll be assigned to a certain color uh, on the ground. It's blue, white, white orange, orange, and, and uh, red. red. Uh, you are not able to choose which is which, but I will tell you that white is the front row in the second car, if you get blue you're very lucky yahtzee um but there's no bad seat in the house because again there's no specific direction you're supposed to be looking and i found that sometimes not looking where you're supposed to look affords you the opportunity to find like so you told us make sure you go and look over here that's,
1: that's it so when we talk about immersion and things to see and you catch something different every time i come off the attraction and here is lou and becky and nicholas and immediately they're like this, don't tell me anything, don't tell me anything. But I was trying to find a way to be spoiler free to just point, I had been on twice at that point, to point things out that you don't want to miss. But I was trying to think of a list, but there's so much that there is no real list. You want to be able to tell, well, make sure you look here. And there's this, this, I mean, there are full sized, amazing audio animatronics that in general would be a highlight of an attraction that are just sort of tucked away that if you're not looking, you know, the first time I saw it, I thought it was the actor. I thought they got him to come yeah. here for this weekend, and but it, it's hidden away. If you don't, if you're not looking at the right spot, that's because you're looking at a full size ad at or a blaster or a full size <laughs> yeah. Kylo Ren or whatever. It's got everything in a Disney attraction. Everything's been building to this, I think, from from you know 1955. I think if Walt were here, I think he would say we finally made um, a chance to go to the movies, and there is no. Holes in this. This, this. You are in a movie, and I think that's, I think that's what this is to me. I, you know, I, I don't know if Walt would like Star Wars, but I know if Walt Disney <laughs> went on this today, he would say, "When I was sitting on that bench in 1955, or you know, in the 50s, this is what I was talking yeah. about." And it, that's, it's crazy. I
3: mean, look, even even walking through the queue, right? So walking through the queue, like the rest of this land, everything speaks. There was a moment that we were walking through, and there's a long tunnel that you can see was sort of bored out from the rock, right? And it's very, um, it's meant to sort of look dirty and aged and very just sort of gritty. And I, that's the word I keep using to describe episode four, which is the, is still my favorite of all of them because there's that gritty feel to it. I felt that this track, that, that that cue even, like it's been there forever, right? And there's not, again, I don't want to give a lot away, but the, the there's not a lot of like interactive elements in the cue but I was just sort of fascinated, like touching things and looking around, and then trying to find some of those details as you get through to the armory and some of the other locations as well.
2: One thing I wanted to say is that the, the animatronic is usually like the big highlight of the ride. Like at the end of Navi River Journey, it's that amazing animatronic. At the end of what's
3: another one? Indiana Jones.
2: Indiana Jones, yeah. the Indiana Jones animatronic, like all that stuff in Rise of the Resistance. They're everywhere. There's, like, Kylo Ren's. There's, like, all these different people. And, like, it's just, it shows you the scale of this attraction. Like, there's not just one. There's 12.
3: There's... Like, understand what I mean when I say this. If you think about the attraction, tell me that you, if you wouldn't have gone onto the shuttle, and then landed on the bridge of the Star Destroyer, yeah. and walked around there and watched those stormtroopers and saw that TIE Fighter, if that was the end of the attraction, I would have left satisfied. Yeah. I would have been like, oh my god, this is blanking awesome, because it is. And then the fact that there's something else through that next door, and... <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> um, The fact that the princess is literally waving to people below her. This is such a Becky moment. (laughs) It's not even funny. Um, But yeah, like... Because even that would have been enough for us, right? Because you're talking about sort of stepping onto a Star Wars stage, a Star Wars set. That was even better, right? And we know, you know, the troopers move, right? And there's stuff going on on screen. and, and And lest we forget the live actors that are there because the cast members are very much active participants and part of the storytelling that you can engage as much or as little as you like. Trust me, the Resistance folks are going to act like Resistance folks. Those First Order people are not very friendly and funny. There's a
0: new role that I think I want someday because that was really cool.
3: The Emperor is coming back in Rise of Skywalker, so that one's taken already, Emperors. but right, I mean, even just the yeah. way
1: that you play off them—they well, take the most mundane parts that we all know have to happen. You have to load, you have to check your seatbelts, you have to all hands and feet inside the. But they make it a story where they're they're ushering, hurry, we're, we're you know, there's there's a story happening. Get in, get in, get into your vehicle. Let's go, you know. And then they, as they are doing their buttons that we know they're pushing, there's a story behind it. They've reprogrammed your your pilot droid. They've they've all have something to say. Lou requested, let's get on the blue. Let's get on the blue one this time. The first order wasn't having any of it. Like, sir, we don't take requests here. <laughs> yeah, uh, she no, You're she a doesn't. prisoner. What do you think's <laughs> happening here? Um, that it, it's that's what Galaxy's Edge is. Though we talked about this at Star Wars Celebration when they announced the Coke. The most the things that they can't get away with, right? You have to order a Coke. They can't create a space soda. Well, they <laughs> turned Coke into a into a thermal detonator. Here, the most mundane you have to you have to board you have to buckle your seat belt you have they have to push the buttons but they turn it into a store yeah,
0: yeah well they did when when i sat down and buckled there she was like have you met the droid okay oh, so please. he's the droid's gonna get you out of here i mean they were really into it even from the safety check like you're saying
3: yeah and that's something that hasn't gone away even those who were walking through the land before i mean this land's been over for a while that still permeates every cast member every character everything that you interact with and again we'll sort of keep going back to that word you know we haven't even talked about how you can use your phone and interact interacting we saw in the queue there's going to be some some of those codes we have to go back with the play disney parks app and we'll scan scared, some of those codes to, to see what happens because i think that's the idea is that the the queue itself does not have to have interactive elements built into the walls now and our data pads we're able to sort of enhance and deepen that story as much or as little as we like.
0: To go back to a really quick point, when you were talking about all the stormtroopers on the deck, there was so much movement. It wasn't like a whole bunch of stormtroopers. There's enough movement, subtle movement. I was really wondering if one of them was a person in there and they were going to walk up to me and tell me to back off or to, you know... Get away from things. Work. Wow, seriously. She just yeah.
3: said blow me <laughs> kisses, so I blow her kisses.
0: Yeah. So it's it, so well done, and the movements are just subtle. Like if you were in a military line and watching everybody, and people are going to shift or they're going to like move their head yeah. a little bit or move their hands, and you almost you know,
3: expect one to take a step forward.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, that's that's the beauty of it is that. There are live actors, and so when you see these stormtroopers, you think? you just don't know <laughs> yeah. what's what, and that's the best compliment that you, yeah. I think, you can pay to these people. It's just, I would, ne- I mean, I recently became a local, so once you get local, waiting is not a thing you do very often. When you see a two-hour line, you just keep on. I, the biggest compliment I think I can pay is not that it's the greatest Star Wars experience I've had. It's not. It's so immersive. It's that I don't really care what the line is. You need to experience this if you're here because you will be missing out on to me the greatest attraction disney has ever done
3: and i was going to ask you and this is a hard question for us to answer and in the interest of full candor and disclosure we were invited to be here the day before it opens i understand and i acknowledge and appreciate that the experience that we had today is not going to be the same as the everyday guest experience the lines starting at 4 o'clock tomorrow morning. I know some of you are going to be there at 4.15, you're yanking your little kids out of school to come do it. It's going to be worth it. I understand it's different, but but by the same token, we've talked about as locals, as frequent visitors, would we be willing to come back and wait? And if so, where do we sort of sit? What is that number that we think is, if we see that the number is three hours and we've got friends in town who've never ridden, Yes, it sounds like a huge chunk out of your day, but I said at the very beginning, like some things are worth waiting for, and I think this attraction, like Flight of Passage, is one that's worth waiting for.
1: Yeah, I I would never tell anybody how to spend their day. If you come here once, if it's three hours, that's a good quarter of a day that you're doing, but this is something that I think is a a once-in-a-lifetime, if you come here just every five or ten years, experience, that I... Don't know everybody, but I think it would be a highlight of your vacation. I think, you know, Nicholas is is fourteen, Lou's twenty four, Becky's <laughs> twenty one, I'm twenty seven. Um, you know, it's it's the age spectrum. I think young, old. When you're leaving, whether it's on the Magical Express or on a, the drive home, I think this will be the thing you're talking about. I think. I think it'll be it'll be this attraction.
0: Yeah, and I think there's a strategy to it too, as well. So you get get a whole bunch of your best friends and your family, and. Oh take on the queue and uh, you know if we've got some of the stuff from the um, from the data pads you can play through the queue or just visit when you're standing there I mean we, we had to wait for a little while sure. before we got on and the amount of time of course wasn't six hours but the anticipation of, of riding the ride and having this experience and just and all of us being together and talking about other things it went relatively yeah. fast and seeing the world around like just seeing Even the
2: hallways, just how well themed it is, and how everything looks and how
3: everything feels, like we were all doing that. We all I watched. We all did it. We'd be standing in the queue and we'd be like touching the walls, right? We'd be like touching the lights. We'd be trying to like, does this button actually do something? Is it actually a button that you can depress and will the lights change? Um, And I think after you've ridden it once, and you get back in the queue again because that's going to be the instinctual you know actions to go ride again you're gonna have a lot to talk
1: about. Um, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the thing. I think this wait will feel more rewarding because of the length and the multiple experiences. Sometimes it is really tough to wait 180 minutes for mine train and then that's exactly what I was thinking, 38 yeah. seconds later, you're getting off and you're like, well, it was awesome, but was I just great, but... spent two hours in a queue. For this one, this is amazing. even some of the waiting, once the attraction technically begins, there is more waiting, but it's a story. It's, it's rewarding and it's such a long experience you feel like i think you'll get a reward for the time that you spent and the queue isn't boring it's not you know it's not just rocks there are things to look at and there's an anticipation about it um, from the very beginning all the way until even after the majority of it is over and you're heading to the exit there's still more to look at it's still a fully realized set uh, with an animatronic at the end like there is it just keeps going you just think okay well now once this part's over okay now it's over you kind of sit back and relax the door's open again and you're like, wait a second, I gotta, I gotta get back up, it's not over yet. It's, it, it is worth your time, um, relatively speaking, but it's worth your time, multiple hours. I think the reward you get back is, is well worth it's it, it. It's the payoff, Same.
3: it's about the payoff. And I think, you know, as you were saying that too, we talk about sort of the length of attractions, right? And that how long is the actual ride? This ride doesn't begin when you sit down and buckle in and start moving through, it doesn't begin as you step onto the Star Destroyer. I don't even think it begins as you board the transport that gets you to the Star Destroyer or even get in the queue. I think this attraction begins right there. Because as you approach that that gun, that, that sort of that, that turret gun on the outside, that's when it starts, right? Oh, you're going to see the backside of water too. Um, there's a backside of water yeah. moment there. But I think the queue begins and your adventure begins. I mean we were even doing it a little bit as you start to if you want to engage the cast members outside you ask them a simple kind of leading question they will help sort of set the stage in terms of what's going on and the way they respond in terms of oh are you are you here to join the resistance are you a first order spy like and that's a very bad example of how they would engage but the fact that they engage makes this a very lengthy attraction in terms of how long your experience is from beginning to end.
0: You're in a show. You're, yeah. in, you're in a movie. You're, you're in a story that has to be told from the moment that you step on stage to the moment you exit. Yeah. It, it really is well done. And thinking about this in particular, I wanted to step forward a second because after seeing what we've seen in there now and what we know of the hotel coming, that is makes me anticipate what could possibly happen with that in Tied tied in with the technology
1: we just well speaking of of that part of the hotel experience is that they are going to transport you and they showed us this and it's out there now the concept art of how you're going to arrive at this starship and how they're gonna take you from Earth to space. And I think we just got to see a little bit of that technology on this attraction. That's
0: why I'm so excited.
1: Because they are transporting you from the ground, Batu, into space in the Star Wars universe and they have to be able to make that believable and they did uh like i said even in this would be considered waiting on any other attraction until you sit down in the ride vehicle but in this it's a story they're taking you to space and it's and i buy it i I believe it because even the way that you get off of that you know everybody thinks they're going to go out this certain door but you go back out the door that you came in and everyone's looking this way because they're used to disney attractions and then all of a sudden the door opens up you turn around a first order officer is there to greet you and there. I think greet is a bit of a stretch. Yes, yeah. <laughs> there to welcome you to prison? <laughs> but... yeah, welcome to
2: threaten you.
3: A... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, even, you know, for the Star Wars, um, uh, the Starliner hotel, the same thing happens. Your adventure begins not when you check in at the port cochere Like, that's when you're in. Your car goes away, your Uber, your bus, your whatever... I was going to say something really mean, but I You're, whatever goes away, to your, your right room there. goes away, oh, but, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> uh, but wow. it goes away. You enter that port at the share and your adventure is begun. Yeah. That's what happens here when you walk through that or that um, portal to get here. Same thing even uh, on a smaller scale on each of the individual attractions.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. Once you get on that transport to take you to space, you do not see anything else to make you believe that you're not in space until you've arrived back. And even then, they make it known that you've now ba- arrived back on the ground with the set that they've built to exit the ride. So That's it's... Amazing. so believable. They, they thought yeah. of, and then they always think of everything, but as time goes on, you start to realize where, where holes can be poked. I would like to see 10 years from now where anyone can say, well, it's, it's an amazing attraction, but the technology wasn't there for this, that, that. I don't know what else, short of creating humans and placing them into uh you know <laughs> in, into attractions i just i guess we'll see coming up it has a very I,
3: weird sort of black hole feel to it but i i, I, I see what you mean
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, uh, um they had one scenario where they had a, an animatronic that we could see and yet it was also on the screen yeah. so i was watching to see when its head turned if the screen was responding and it they came down to every single detail. I mean, the moment that that animatronic moved even that much, it moved that much on the other thing you're watching. So again, it it, it sucked me in, and I was part of that story.
3: Again, the details. Again, yeah. the, it, a silly thing, not silly, but if you if you saw that it wasn't there, you'd notice it. Yeah. The shadow. I was like, oh, they made a shadow on the ceiling because the way the light would be hitting it from behind would go up. The- so yeah. and there's also like. When I approach an attraction, I do it as a, as a fan, as an enthusiast, as the nine-year-old kid, as somebody who wants to to convey to you what this is like and sort of tell you, Listen, "Get you down, stormtroopers! I'm working <laughs> up here." But I also sometimes think about it from a uh, a much more practical business marketing level, and what they do again is because of the way the attraction makes you feel tell me and you don't exit into a gift shop per se uh, tell me you didn't want you did he walked off and said can we go build a droid like i need to you want to bring it home with you, you just
2: want to take the droid right out of the ride vehicle you like
3: i hugged right him now. i hugged a little droid what was his name <laughs> bb no, no. no uh r r5 r5, r5. 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 something yeah whatever yeah. they are like i gave him a hug. i was like thank you like i loved it and now i did like i was like oh, i want to get a little like black r5 unit because I, you want to sort of bring it with you and, and now they're going to
2: come out with a vehicle that you could put your droid into and now it's going to oh, just a do back.
3: it here just take <laughs> all my money disney just i'm <laughs> just take my wallet
1: yeah it's this is the best commercial for galaxy's edge this attraction because it's it's the first thing you pass once you walk through the if you walk through the main gates this is the attraction you first pass so if you've Flash out the land that way and go as you meet. You start with this and then you end with the Falcon. I just, this land is is a dream fully realized. And I said this, I had Nicholas on the show and I said that Lou, you've been going since what? Opening day, somewhere around there. You have that attraction you remember as a kid when you went, right? What was it, 20,000 Leagues Under yeah. the Sea, something? I think for kids that are going that are ages five through 10 or even older, this is their first trip to Walt Disney World, I think when they're 28 like Lou is they'll be telling their kids and their grandkids one day that this is the ride that I went that really defined what Disney was for me and it's not you know it's, it's Star Wars it is Disney now but it is an attraction that whether you're a Star Wars fan or not you're gonna feel like dad remember when I was five six seven years old and they took us to it they took us to space that's what to me I can just see a generation of children coming to Disney World for the first time or Disneyland when it opens and this will be the attraction that defines it memories will
3: be made well That's I think to that point I, I think what what Disney has done and maybe my timing is off you would know better, but maybe even since the acquisition of Lucasfilm and Star Wars is again I think I'm probably not the only one who may have started to felt feel a little bit more distant from the franchise that I grew up look my I mom dad thank you for all my toys like I grew up surrounded by I had everything that Kenner made like if they made it I bought it, or I ordered it to have it, you know, when uh, you just have to like, uh, send them in like the box. Yeah, yeah, send, mail. yeah, yeah like send them in the mail. Like, I had it. I lived in the Star Wars world, and then I got away from it. And I think what Disney's been able to do is, is touch on the, the nostalgia and the heartstrings of the, the original fans, create a new generation of fans, and then as opposed to being, oh, there's the Clone Wars people, and there's the original trilogy people, I guess there's one or two people that like the second trilogy, I don't know. but There's able... one or two
2: people that like The Last Jedi out there.
3: No, let's not get silly. Yeah. But <laughs> I think they're able, no, I'm kidding. But there oh. are some people that's there, yeah. they're able to bring them all together in this land, and I think even more so in the attraction. Yeah, yeah
0: and that's kind of what was brilliant about coming up with Batu because it didn't belong to any specific yeah. genre in the in the, uh, patent. So it's... It's very cool to be able to walk in and create your own story with the um, cast members who created their own backstory. And again, I think you're really missing out, just to to both of your points, that when you come in here and you walk through the gates and you're transported here, treat the cast members like an attraction themselves and take time out of your day to stop and talk with them and ask their story uh I, I think that they are just as much of an attraction as the things that we
3: write. well i think one of the things that, that this land does is it it empowers the the cast members to not only craft their own story but really sort of expand on it and interact with us as much or as little as we want to with them and i think for a lot of the cast members that's a gift yeah. right because i think a lot of them want to be actors they want to be performers this affords them the opportunity to do that not with the script look being a Donald who scripter is probably great but you have a scripted story you have to tell. Here, you're sort of making, you're literally choosing your own costume every day. I'm gonna choose the costume that feels right for me that day. I'm gonna embellish my story as much or as little as I want to. I think
0: watching you deal with the First Order Lady was probably one of the most uh, fascinating, awesome things I've ever witnessed in my entire life It history. went from funny to scary very, very quickly you, for me. You were literally a little and all thrown off. Yes. I was afraid. I, I was a little afraid. She was very intimidating. So you expect,
2: like, cast to be like, oh, yeah, we'll see if we can make
0: that
3: happen. She was like, <laughs> she you can't up. do no. that. No. Like, like she got good. in my face and she, you know, she gave me one of those
0: things. Um, <laughs> you even tried these. these are not the guests you're looking for or something? It didn't The work, force, so. either, I am not force strong.
1: My midichlorite,
3: I need course, a midichlorian right shake i need a midichlorian shake if they have one in the ronto's roaster somewhere
1: i did see a question from jennifer on there about it thank any... god
3: one of us can see the questions i'm I reading I'm... thank
1: you i got perfect eyesight here uh are there any claustrophobic moments on the attraction and i'm trying to go the only thing i, I can think all, of
0: i am a claustrophobic i, I he, he will tell you i hate enclosed spaces. i hate places where you're completely there's one point where you're just in a room that you're going to get out of the room. Other than that, that was the only place that I was thinking, how would I get out of here if I needed to? Don't worry. You get out of that room. Well,
3: and
1: the way you get out is, is, is cool. oh my There's one room that right. is the, the, the smallest room that you go into, but they don't load it full of people. So no, right. the Haunted no. Mansion, when you're about to go on the yeah. strip they... They make sure every single. Guest, if you can
0: handle the stretching room, this is. This easy. is. Oh, they yeah,
1: don't. Right. They don't load the room. That's the thing. They don't tell you to go yeah. all the way in. They don't say yeah. a word. The door is just open, and they say, "Remember yeah. your color. Yeah. Go maybe in." Maybe a do- oh, there's, there's, maybe a dozen people Ten in there. You don't have, have to. That, so yeah. the smallest right. room they don't pack. There's sixteen people. people. So right, there's sixteen people in. So room. never
0: hit me. Uh, the, my huge claustrophobic fear never hit me one time. Yeah. Um, neither did a motion sense thing for me, which I've got a little bit of that too.
3: So Michelle just asked about motion sickness.
0: No. It's so smooth.
3: Yeah, and no. it's it's so smooth. Smooth. you're not jerked around at all. No. You're not spun anywhere. No. The drop, I think, is is more of a protective thing to say that
1: because there more is of just no
3: like drop. Yeah, I mean it's, it's even smooth,
1: right? Yeah, it's,
3: it's not. It's smooth.
2: not like Tower Terror. was like
3: yeah. I mean, it, the drop again is more like you fell off your couch. Like it's, it's like <laughs> two feet is what it felt like. Uh, almost that i wanted more because like, yeah, i was yeah. like oh like i really want to feel like i'm dropping but it's not
1: um, I, I, the only thing I, I don't see motion sickness being an issue height is 40 inches for those of you who uh, yes are so <laughs> who was able to go on yeah, yeah. Right. height's for 40 us. inches uh, and i have a three-year-old he's 40 inches tall so you're looking <laughs> at am i going to take the three-year-old on it as far as scare factor i would probably say four to five is probably the youngest that i would do because there there is a lot of explosions, and it could get a little loud, not very loud, but a little loud. There's a lot of flashing lights, so, but as far as any sort of thing that would hold you back from a normal attraction, it's very smooth, uh, it's, it's, it's it's not slow, but it's it's methodical in the, in the way that you experience it. So I don't think, really, I can't think of anything. I'm not sure how they load wheelchairs and those sort of things. I haven't seen anybody. Uh, yeah, there's no, different. I
3: didn't but, see any sort of strobe lights there. The only sort of 4D effect is really kind of a wind, effect, yeah. which is
1: awesome by the oh way.
3: Like, God. oh, I, spoilers. I don't want to say what it is, but
0: wow. Again, it's an, another one of those moments when the air came out of the room, and, and don't, we were like, <gasps> because how many?
2: Chewbacca's family comes from the holiday special... Oh, oh Nicholas, you
3: ruined it! That's, that's really hard. what this hey, is. I'll turn this off. It's,
1: <laughs> yeah, Star
3: Wars <laughs> holiday special makes him, like, twitch a little bit yeah. when you say that. Um... <laughs> But there were so many times during the attraction that I expected it to be over and it wasn't. Like I yeah. thought, oh, this is it. This right. is this is the climax and then there was another room. There was another scene. There was another yeah. sort of surprise. Well
0: saying to that, where you know, we've all seen some of the teasers that have come out about it, right? I have. And then had that big huge room with all the store troopers that we've all seen the pictures of, I assumed that, that was the climax of the of the attraction. But no, and like you said, every moment you think it's just about over, all of a sudden, there's something else that happens. It takes your attention over here and-
1: It does not end until yeah. you, even, I was gonna say unbuckle the seatbelt, but even then, until you can, but it doesn't end because then you're on Batu, So it's yeah. weird. It's like, it just, there isn't a moment where it's like, okay, you know, no, there's no, there's no ending to this until you walk out of Batu. Even no the
3: unload area is cool, man. Yeah, yeah it is. Like the way you yeah. unload, And I don't want to give it away, but there's things, and you really can't see it. You may see it like in concept art, but you really don't see where you are unloading. It's freaking awesome, man. Like, that's super cool, and then there's the
1: thing that... This is where they thought of literally everything. So the new Guardians of the Galaxy coaster that's coming, you know it's there when you get in the parking lot. You cannot, with as massive and as long as this is to your eye at eye level you cannot see where the building is you can't see where this thing is so it makes you truly believe it's in space because it's not like you can see this massive show building and you're like oh we're going in there it looks such like such a small area and the next thing you know it just keep you just keep going and you just keep going and you're like where is the building for this thing because you can't see it so it i just that's what when i say i cannot think of anything they didn't think of or they didn't accomplish here like you mentioned the wind part no spoilers but there's an animatronic i i don't even know how the animatronic's motions, I was like, again, is that a real actor? I, I, I could not believe what they, they pulled off from start to finish. From the moment you walk into the gates of Batu, uh, and then get on this attraction and come off, it just never ends. It is an experience that I don't think words can do justice. Um, and I think I see a lot of people asking the difference, or, you know, like we always do. If it's the best, take it against the current best. Everybody keeps asking Flight of Passage. That's, I mean, it's a tough question, but... it. Maybe I'm biased, but I, I take this this is an experience that I think is unlike anyone you've ever experienced. Flight of Passage is, is next level, but I would say if you had to choose a, a really long line to wait in, it's hard for me not to pick this one.
3: So the so the differentiator between Flight of Passage and here and, and I again I'm going through menopause, so I cry at the like every Hallmark commercial on TV. I, I cried we you were there, we recorded it when we walked off. I was I was struck emotionally by Flight of Passage, because I felt that I had the sensation of flight. I can't tell you a character's name. I can't, other than, than Ripley from Aliens, I can't tell you an actor's name. Oh, no, Giovanni Ribisi. He's really cool. He's in that movie, too. But other than that, I don't have an emotional connection to, to the movie Avatar. Here, I was struck not just because of the, the awesome size and scale, but because... I do have an emotional connection to it, and maybe that, for me, sort of makes me... Lean. I also don't want to be... Uh, uh, I, I don't want to be sort of captured in the moment be like, oh, because I just wrote it, it's the best one. I'm trying to sort of think scale of, of which... I don't know. From Pandora to this,
0: I lean towards this, I think. but Because of the many
3: steps and stages, yeah, so, so so I think so that's so it. I, mean, I think
1: once you board your banshee that's, that's your it's, a, it's the best thing ever but yeah. it, it is, it, that the right. is the, it, and then you get off and then you walk and then you're and but
3: even like, the way you exit really. sort of walking down the stairs you're sort of taken out yeah. of that yeah. Yeah. moment a little bit this, yeah.
1: this is multiple different style of attractions that they pull off perfectly it's like shot. the perfect dark ride it is almost yeah. the perfect screen motion ride it is almost yeah. the perfect uh, walk through attraction like they took all the different style of attractions all across the world and, and put them into one them and, and then they did each and every one perfectly it's like better than Star Tours on the motion. It's better than some of the foreign walkthrough attractions when you walk through. Uh, And then the dark ride aspect of it is, with the sets and the theming, is better than any of the classic dark rides as far as execution. So I think you just get more bang for your buck if you're gonna wait two and a half to three hours.
3: I did almost forget that there's a
0: motion simulator aspect to it too. Yeah, that's what I was saying. The the motion isn't as bad as people would think it is when comes out, but. For me, my bar is Pirates in
1: <laughs> Shanghai.
0: Shanghai. And I, I'll be 100% honest, I don't know right now what I would put which one over which. And because this is new and it's a shiny new object, I don't, I wanna write it maybe a few more times <laughs> to see if I can make that decision, but it's on par. They're... So so, uh, so, like, I'll speak
3: to it, right? Okay. Because we wrote it, so I, other than, my, uh, my... Emotional connection to Pirates is twofold. Yeah. Riding as a kid and hearing Yo-Ho and, and the attraction, and then taking, it was both of my kids' first ride, I don't know how it happened. You, by the way, you slept right through it, but that's beside the point. <laughs> I think it was Marion. So, that's it's right, Mary. go a different story. <laughs> so I don't have an emotional affinity for Pirates, right? The movies are fine. I sort of dropped off around the middle of episode number two or, or, or number three. For pirates, what I remember is there's a moment. There is a reveal moment. Yes, getting to there is half the fun, but there is that moment, that turn of the scene and the reveal that was the wow. But I had more I had those wow moments over and over and over. plural yeah. in this attraction. And I would I would potentially put the adat alone up against that scene of pirates. Just a, I would almost put the stepping onto the bridge the same way. That same sort of yeah. feel that I had for it.
0: Well, I'm a true Libra, so I'm going to be doing this for probably three or four more years until I figure... I think we need to go back to Shanghai I had a to feeling that's what was coming. Yeah, so that we can go and compare oh, I it. I think we need to go... <laughs> <laughs> You're going to leave me here. Becky doesn't Goodbye. like taking children. You what? know that. That, that is not girls. the case. And if he tells you that... If he ever tells you that again, text me, and I will set you free. Right. But, yeah.
1: uh, I think for me, and you know, this is, I think, my probably final oh. thing that I can say without spoiling it, is that in... 2020. Now we're pretty much in. There are very little new things to experience anymore. And in your pocket is something that that we carry around that people 30 years ago would never have dreamed of. You can pretty much accomplish virtual reality. You can do anything nowadays. It's very, it's very hard to impress, especially the younger generation nowadays. Nothing can impress it. But this, to me, is a new experience that you can have in 2020. It's new technology. It's 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 storytelling like you never seen before. You can put on a headset and go to a beach. We put. Noise-canceling headphones, and you're on a beach, right? These these uh, theme parks in Disney—they're always coming up with new things. But now the screens have been done. Now the animatronics—you think have been topped. But to me, what I think is so mind-blowing and breathtaking about this is that in 2019, 2020, it's an ability to experience something that no one on earth, to me, has ever experienced before. Storytelling where they place you into a movie, where if you would have, if you blindfold somebody. And tell them I'm going to tra- transport you and take you to a movie. They know nothing about Disney. You plop them on this attraction. I think they'd believe you. I think they'd believe that you actually took them to space okay. and put them into a Star Wars movie. I I just don't. I think this is something new to experience in, in 2019, 2020, and it's hard to do now.
3: Compare in your mind apples to apples. The the transport scene here, right? I just I I want to say it's it's. It's, it's not Admiral Akbar, but it's a Mon Calamari type person. His cousin. Look at that in your mind's eye versus the first time you rode Star Tours, yeah. right? And having DJ Rex, I mean, Captain Rex, <laughs> right? Accidental, maybe not. The first time you saw Captain Rex and what that was like versus what this was like. You, and because you're standing there and you feel it sort of shake and shimmy as move as you take off
2: You see the animatronics react to it, like, what's happening, like... The
3: screens react, everything sort of... There is literally no detail that that is overlooked.
2: Everything flashes, like, they're like, alright, put the shields up, like, and everything goes crazy. And then everything on the screen changes, everyone's reaction changes,
0: like, everything changes. The only technology that we've seen recently that I think overdid maybe well not overdid I can't say that word strike that reverse it try try again um, was in uh, Japan in Soren. the queue for Soren. yeah that is another piece of technology that took my breath away and I hope maybe that shows up in places like Marvel and the things that are coming but I think that's the only thing that came close right to, that
3: projection in the queue yeah. of Sword blew us all away yeah. if you think some of the digital art on the cruise ships, or even stuff that you see in attractions was impressive. Tokyo says, hold my sake. Yeah. Because, <laughs> indeed. Any final thoughts? We need
2: to go ride it again, and again, and again, and again, and again.
3: Because and it's going to be time. a
2: six-hour wait for the rest of us. Well, I'll be
3: curious century. to see. So, like, I want to know from you guys, like, when are you planning on coming here? And knowing what you know, or your level of fandom, How long do you think you'd be willing to wait for Rise of Resistance? No, so Michelle, it's not crowded at all. And, you know, to that point, we've talked and there's been a lot of discussion about the crowds. And for some people, they say the lack thereof in Black Spire Outpost. Um, And some people have talked about it as a, a is Galaxy's Edge not performing well? Is it a failure? I think exactly the opposite. I think Disney has designed this place and space in such a way that it spreads the crowds out enough that there doesn't have to be all the crowds sort of funneling into a specific area. There are not five hour waits for Smuggler's Run because they designed the attraction appropriately that allows um, guest flow so that you don't see that and go, ah, I'm not gonna wait five hours for this one and five hours for that one. Um, That's one of the things I think this land does very, very well. The rumors of a failure were absolutely greatly exaggerated. I think it's much more of a success than a failure because of how well it's doing. This is the thing about, and I won't talk about you, I'll talk about the, the Disney Twitterverse, as it were. You know, if there's five hour waits, then people complain that it's so long. If there are no waits and Disney has finally found a way to lessen the wait times and improve the guest experience, it's a failure. That's what Twitter does because it's the Twitter, and when your name is Ronto Roaster 76 it's easy to have that keyboard courage and say things like that. What I think it, it does instead, it proves that A, Disney listens to their guests. They are continuously improving and exceeding guest expectations is of paramount importance. There's a lot of things Disney has done and Disney hasn't done. You don't exit out into a gift shop. Yes, the marketplace is right there and every- By the way, can you guys get some Baby Yodas in here, like stat? because we need them desperately. Um, how did they not see the Baby Yoda thing coming? You go to the merchandise locations not because you are dropped into them when your attraction's over, you seep them out because you love what you have done, I'm watching the TIE fighters fly overhead, because you see what they've done and because of the way they make you feel. Um, Disney and the team of storytellers and imagineers I think has absolutely outdone themselves. Um, I am again incredibly grateful to you because if it wasn't for you, I would not be here. Not. You. <laughs> I mean, I'm great. Come in anyway. Come back again anyway. I was just you kidding. Know. Because I am great. Come closer. Not to... Wait, wait. Too close. What? What's that from? Not this. I have no idea. Closer. Closer. Too close. Wow. Seriously? I don't know. Seriously. What's it from? Seriously. Thank
0: you. What? Aladdin. Oh, okay.
3: Don't He's say you haven't favorite. seen it. What?
0: He's not my favorite. It, he is a I'm movie, sorry. by the way. Well, I... <laughs>
3: This is what I have to put up with every single day. Ryan, come back in here. I guess I
0: should.
3: Squeeze in. Get in here. Of course, man. I said all of you guys get in here. Uh, This would not have been as much fun had we not been able to do this together. This is... I told you this this morning. Like, this is something that we're going to have to remember for, hopefully, the rest of our lives. Remember this when you want a car. (laughs) This is part of our continuing adventure. Ryan, man, I'm so happy I was able to do this with you because you know, we are our kids at heart who love this and have literally made Star Wars and Disney and all of this and these attractions part of our everyday lives. So um, to get all of your different perspectives was wonderful. More importantly, thank you. I wish you, I'm talking just to you. I wish you were here because it's really cool being up here and I don't want to leave but because I wouldn't be able to do this without you. And thank you for tuning in for your questions. If you can, when we're done, do me a favor. You think you know somebody that might like to hear this or see this, share this out with them? I mean, I am going to post videos, which I'd love for you to watch and share out as well. But Don't it quit. Is something... Watch the videos. Just
0: don't watch the ride video. Yeah. Just watch
3: play
1: and close your eyes.
3: That's like me saying, don't book with me. I Mouse, Mouseman travel for your vacation planning needs.
0: <laughs> well, you got it. You gotta experience. This I know, one but if you your know, your but if eyes. you
3: know you're not gonna get here yeah. for some time, and some people exactly. like to see it, That's well, true. some people
0: want to see it and know it. Okay, in that case, fine.
3: Right. So <laughs> I will post them again. Watch at your own. Um, uh, based on how you want to enjoy it and consume it. Thank you, Nicholas Peter Mongello.
2: Thank you.
3: <laughs> Thank you, Becky Mankins from MIA Best Fan
1: Travel. Thank you. Oh, oh, God. Ryan, where can they find you? forcecast.net or facebook.com slash forcecast so we got all the force
3: is super strong they talk about all kinds of super nerdy force get, related yeah, kind we of get stuff in. we
1: get in deep yeah. <laughs> yeah
3: and there's lots of we haven't even talked about like the mandalorian
1: no, yet man. And if they would just play the mandalorian in the queue <laughs> yes it would go wait. like
0: that it would Entertainment. little
3: baby yoda little baby yoda <laughs> i love you i appreciate you To the spires, I'll see you guys later. time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World's history or see how well you pay attention to the details, sometimes in what you see, hear, or yes, maybe even taste. If you think you know the answer, you can enter via our online form for a chance to win a Disney Prize package. But of course, before we get to this week's question, we're going to go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week we were talking about the Very Merry Time Cruises on the Disney Cruise Line and how one of my favorite activities on board the Dream and the Fantasy is to play the Midship Detective Agency game. It's something that has no additional cost. You can play it multiple times by yourself or with your whole family or friends. And there's different outcomes and even different storylines which can take you through a search for missing paintings, missing puppies, or the stolen show. But on the Fantasy... There's something that makes this game a little different, a little unique, and for me, a lot more fun because one of the adventures takes you to a very special stateroom on board, stateroom number 5148 and a half. And your question last week was to tell me, whose stateroom is it? I want to first thank the many of you who entered, got this one correct, got creative. No, because the door is really tiny; it's not my stateroom. But thanks for the effort. But the person whose stateroom it really is is Pepe the King Prawn. Now, even if you've never played Midship Detective Agency, or it's not something, you really should go and find stateroom 5148 and a half if you have to be happen to be on the Disney Fantasy, because even the stateroom has its own set of door decorations which is absolutely hysterical. It is worth getting going on to Deck 5 to go and find it. But I took all the correct answers, randomly selected one, and again, last week you were playing for all of my digital products, which is my seven audio walking tours of the Magic Kingdom's secrets, history, and fun facts, as well as my 102 ways to save money for an at-Walt Disney World book, both of which you can find at www.radio.com, on Amazon and in iTunes, a WW Radio vinyl sticker, pop socket, a T-shirt, And a mystery prize that I had bought back from the Disney Dream. And last week's winner, randomly selected, is Danielle Austin. So, Danielle, you sent me your shipping information. Because you used the online form, I will get your prize package out you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay. Because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Star Wars-related Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So we are in Batuu. It's all about your Star Wars story and Galaxy's Edge. But I wanted to keep this one simple and one that I think almost anyone really can answer. You don't have to have ever ridden Rise of the Resistance or maybe even been to Galaxy's Edge or maybe even seen any of the movies to either give a good guess or maybe know or Google and figure this one out. Because in Galaxy's Edge, you can are truly living your own Star Wars adventure and along the way you can meet a number of different characters while wandering the streets and so this week I want you to just tell me name three Star Wars characters you could meet and find and take selfies with while wandering the streets of Black Spire Outpost it might be a famous Wookiee some members of the Resistance or the First Order good guys or girls bad guys or gals, I want to give you the best easiest chance to win so you have until Sunday, December 15th at 11.59pm to go to www.radio.com click on the Suits Podcast use the form there because again you're going to play not just for all 7 audio tours and the 102 ways book and a vinyl sticker and a pop socket but I also picked you up a very special Galaxy's Edge prize package so good luck may the force be with you and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you so very much for taking the time to tune in this and every week, as well as for following along on my adventures in Galaxy's Edge on Rise of the Resistance. I'd love to hear from you. Have you ridden yet? When you're planning to go? Or if you have any questions about the attraction or land... The best way to do that is in our Facebook group. It's where the community and conversation lives. It's the Box People group at www.radio.com/community. It's a great place to meet and chat with other people in a very warm, welcoming, family-friendly, drama-free, positive environment. So please come by, introduce yourself, and be part of the WW Radio family. Speaking of family, I want to thank some of the new and longtime members of the WW Radio Nation family. I am so incredibly grateful to you and for you and for the love and the support and the friendship and the help. And I love being able to give back to you each and every month. I want to thank some of the new members who've joined the hundreds of you who are part of the Nation family, including Sarah Ford, Julie Gravara, Zandra, Todd Braun, and Jana Elias. And if you'd like to find out how you can not only help the show, but get exclusive rewards every month, including Scavenger Hunts, we have a private Facebook group, Custom Magic Band covers, logo gear, backpack stickers, monthly care packages from Walt Disney World. We have monthly exclusive live video group calls where you are all on the call together with me, as well as early access and special discounts to special events and lots more. To find out more, please visit www.radio.com support. Don't forget, it obviously is completely optional, but it's a great way for you to help show your support for WW Radio. More importantly, don't forget that a portion of the proceeds of your contributions go to our Dream Team Project to benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. You can find out more about that over at dreamteamproject.org. Of course, there's plenty of other ways for us to connect. If you have a question that you'd like me to answer on the show, you can email me, Lou, at www.radio.com. Or if you want to be heard on the air with a question, a comment, or just a hello from the parks, maybe feedback about this or one of your other favorite episodes, you can call the voicemail at 407-900-9391. That's 407-900-WDW1. And speaking of connecting and community and communicating together, I want to thank... All of you came out to our Meet of the Month this past Sunday in Epcot during the Festival of the Holidays, had a great time meeting up with you at the UK Pavilion, and then even after the meet, spending some more time with some of you as we wandered, really ate our way through the entire uh, World Showcase Promenade and the Festival of the Holidays. Visit the events page at www.radio.com slash events to find out about upcoming Meets of the Month, special events, cruises, on-the-road events, and lots more. I have a number of fun events and meetups planned, not just in Walt Disney World, but as I travel domestically and even internationally, I do a lot of speaking to events and conferences and schools, and if I could maybe come to help present at your event or to your business, even at your school, you can visit loumangelo.com. You can find out some of the different topics that I talk about, including, including keynotes and workshops about what your business can learn and implement from the Disney parks, including uh, incredible customer service, lessons learned from Walt Disney. I could also speak on social media, live video, podcasting, community, as well as topics geared specifically towards your business, your industry, students from middle school through high school. I can come to your event, to your business, or present virtually to find out more. Visit loumangelo.com. And this week, I'll be releasing information, super early bird tickets, and more for my Momentum Weekend Workshop in Walt Disney World. It is a weekend-long interactive workshop limited to just 50 people in walt disney world this fall as well as my momentum weekend retreat it's an intensive weekend in a luxury vacation home here at walt disney world i'll be releasing all that information on social this week so please follow me i'm at lou Mangello on twitter instagram facebook and i'll also be sending information out through our ww radio newsletter you can find out more and subscribe at ww news Thanks as always to Mouse Fan Travel, my official and recommended travel provider. Whether you're going to Batu Black Spire Outpost, or any Disney or other destination, visit mousefantravel.com to find out how you can get the best possible prices, all available discounts, all at no cost to you, and then go to celebrationspress.com to subscribe and order back issues to Celebrations Magazine. And as always, my friend, and you are my friend, whether we have met yet or not, all I ask is that you simply please help spread the word. Let others know about the show how tweet out that you're listening share a link to this or your favorite episode on Facebook to your friends on your profile or in your favorite community and if you can take just 30 seconds to rate and review the show over on iTunes it's incredibly helpful We thanks to you we have more than I think 2200 five-star reviews and everyone means a lot and matters a lot I want to thank Anthea Bariano who says it's a great podcast not only does Lou deliver an amazing podcast He's also created an incredible community for Disney lovers around the world. WW Radio brings Disney magic into our home every day. And for that, I am so thankful. Keep up the great work, Lou and Thea. Thank you. But remember, you built the community, right? I just gave you a, a way and a place to do it. I helped facilitate it. But you and others like you are the ones who helped build it. Uh, Zero VJP says it's my go-to Disney podcast. I listen to Lou's podcast every single week. brings a little Disney magic into my life. Lady Dooley says, Thank you for sharing the Disney magic I've met. I hope to meet some box people one day. Lady Dooley, I hope to meet you as well. C Percy says, In lieu of Disney, L-O-U, it's a bit of a play on words. He says, This podcast is the next best thing. See what I did there? He says, I've been listening for a little over two years now. I'm going to say this is hands down the best Disney podcast. Lou is knowledgeable, friendly, entertaining, passionate, and welcoming. Wow, that's so nice. Thank you. He has somehow managed to transform my snowy subway New York City commutes into a magical experience each morning. I look forward to each new podcast knowing that not only get a taste of Disney, but I'll hear a familiar voice, just like talking to an old friend. That's the entire point. Lou has articulated a trait that I've never been able to describe, which is unapologetically positive, and I've been able to embrace his quality in ways I've previously tried to hide. You go be you, see Percy, don't hide it thank you for everything Lou and hey you browsing if you're looking for a safe space for all things Disney welcome you found us so see Percy, Lady Dooley, Zero VJP, and Anthea thank you and everybody else who has left a review just search for WW Radio on iTunes or go to WWRadio.com slash iTunes it'll give you exact instructions and details on how and where to leave a review and finally most importantly thank you thank you thank you because of you you have um given me so much and enriched my life in ways that you don't know and I hope that this podcast and the meetups and the community and, and other things that we are able to do and share together is able to bring a little bit of that to you and if I can help you some way let me know email me tweet me messenger me go to lumangelo.com find out some of the different ways that I can work with you and help you turn what you love into what you do and if you're thinking that well there's no way that I can do it I'll. A very wise man once said, never tell me the odds. And I love that because the quote unquote odds don't matter, right? They're completely speculative, right? They're not meant to dictate who you are and what you do. Just because something might go wrong doesn't mean that it will, right? The the only way that you'll ever find out if you can do that thing or make it work is to just go and do it. Take a chance. Take a risk. You will regret it if you don't. And if I can help you, let me know. It looks, it actually reminds me of another great man's quote who said, Don't tell me what I can't do. It's from John Locke in Lost, the greatest TV show ever, right? Don't tell me what I can't do. Don't tell me the odds. You have the power, the ability, dare I say, the responsibility to dictate your own path and your own future and make it as good and as positive and as bright as you want it to be. And if I can help you, like I said, please let me know how. I love you. I appreciate you. I hope that this is your best week ever. So until next time.
4: Hi, Lou. It's Elizabeth from Massachusetts. Um, I just listened to episode 269 uh, from from 2012, so I'm making my way through them. Um, But you did a top 10 about yours, and Tim's favorite wow moments. Um, And like always, you ask listeners to call in, Um, and I know this is about a lot of years late, but (laughs) one of my absolute favorite wow moments has to be a character meet and greets when you aren't exposed to the character um, until you enter a room or you round a corner. Um, And it is that moment when the cast members lead you to the character and you see them for the first time that just to me every single time it does not matter how many times i've met mickey or minnie or cinderella or whoever it is but when you turn that corner and see them for the first time again it's it's pretty magical so i think disney does a great job setting up Meeting and greets like that, and ever since the new Fantasyland with the uh, Princess Fairytale Hall specifically, I just think they did a really nice job kind of keeping the magic a little bit private until you actually get to meet the characters. So just thought I'd call in. hope everyone's having a great day. Um, it's Friday, November 1st now, so hopefully everyone had a happy Halloween and was safe and sound as well. Um, yeah, so enjoy your weekend. Bye, everybody.
5: Hello, It's Christine Morrison from Flower Town, PA. It is 6.45 on Saturday night, and I'm watching Episode 5 of The Imagineering, and um, I cannot say enough about two things. Disney Plus has lived up to everything I ever expected. I'm going to watch Episode of the Mandalorian tonight with my son and the Imagineering series is just unbelievable if you I hope this is my hope that people will watch it and the light bulb will go off in their head and they get it and they will become hooked like all of us are At Disney really is a state of mind a way of life and it's positive forward thinking and I love it like I can't get enough of it I'm watching episode five again love Bob Iger love him anyway everybody have a great weekend it's cold up here but there's no snow which is awesome so Saturday night I'll see you all in the box on Wednesday make somebody smile and have a great weekend bye
2: crap. Uh-huh.